Well, greetings, my nerd brethren. It is I, Jay, host of the most amazing podcast ever heard anywhere ever, and I say that without hyperbole. With me, as always, is my stalwart companion and co-host, Christopher. Today we're broadcasting from District 14, the beautiful but little-known district of Panem. It is the post-apocalyptic world of the Hunger Games. The remnants of North America have been carved into districts that serve the iron-fisted... <laughs> Phrasing. ...President Snow. Each district pays tribute to the Republic with valuable resources such as gold, bread, and nuclear power. And apparently, this is the district where we make urinal cakes and wire hangers. Outstanding. Don't touch that dial, my oppressed friends, because you are just in time for another episode of the Just Us Nerds Podcast. Submitted for your consideration, two friends, members of that fraternal order known colloquially as nerds, each day of their lives spent neglecting family and work to discuss the minutia of pop culture. Watch as these two fools argue the trivialities of capes and cowls and dance recklessly along the precipice of obsession. They're two nerds who will come together to talk about all things nerdy. At the signpost up ahead, your next stop, the Just Us Nerds podcast. And we are back. Yeah. We are, we are back for another exciting adventure with the Just Us Nerds podcast. I'm excited, man. I am so excited. I, I, we've got so much to talk about today. No, we do. Let's jump right in. Okay? All right, what'd you read this week? I have been reading... Uh, a lot of Back to the Future. Oh. And so this is the, this is a title from IDW. And the, the thing that's so cool about this is they have Bob Gale, one of the original writers from uh, Back to the Future, writing this. Oh, that's neat. So do you think he's trying to keep the continuity of everything? He, he, he definitely is. So let, let's let's kind of jump right in. I'll, I'll give you the, the lowdown on this. So as I mentioned, Bob Gale's one I've of the writers. I've been reading it as well. So. Oh, okay. Perfect, perfect. Well, for, for those of our listeners who haven't read it and maybe, you know, want to check it out, uh, you know, Bob Gale's one of the writers, uh, John Barber, Eric Ber- Burnham, uh, Brent Schoonover, Dan Schoenig, and Marcelo Ferreira are all artists. And this is by IDW, correct? This is an IDW title, exactly. Uh, we're going to be talking about today issues 1 through 10, so mm-hmm. all of those names I read, those are all, uh, with the exception, I think, of Bob Gale and John Barber, the rest were all the artists. Um, you can find these issues at your local comic book store. Uh, go see our friends in Melbourne at Vieira Comics. Bring money. Bring money. Uh, go see our other new friends. Our new friends at Mike's Comics, uh, right across the street from the Florida Mall. If you happen in to Orlando, be, if you happen to be in the Orlando area, I suspect you have to bring money for them as well. Bring money. Bring money. Um, and uh, so it retails for about three three ninety nine. Uh, so, so here, you know, the basic plot, as I'm sure you're aware, Chris, is that this this book picks up a year after the events of Back to the Future Three. See, what's cool about this is since it's a time travel comic book, we can do it in between. We could do basically like this takes place between eight forty five and eight forty six, and you've got three years of time. Yeah, 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 exactly. You could have a whole adventure, like, like Marty says. I'm in a goddamn time machine. Wait a minute, I got I got all the time I want. I got a time machine. Right? Absolutely, a- absolutely, and 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 they do. They use that convention in the story. It's really cool. Uh, so it, it takes place about a year afterward. Uh, Marty uh, he, he misses his pal. You know, he misses his buddy Doc Brown, and yeah. um, you know, he life has become kind of boring. Dull. You know, when, well, you know, when you when you had adventures in a time machine, you can travel to the future in the Old West. I'm just thinking, 
it's hard to top that. No, right? no, I agree. So he's bored. That is until he receives a letter from Doc's wife, another Clara. Another letter. Another, another and, letter. And I wonder if it's the old guy who's like, is your name Marty McFly? The Western Union yeah, guy. Yeah. I think it was, actually. Right, right, right. <laughs> he would have to be really, really old. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. I what if that him. was the old, old Western Union guy? That would be really cool. Because I love that, because he's like, we had a bet. Yeah, 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 that, that we were wondering if anyone was going to be here. Yeah. I lost. Right, right. Yeah. That would be fun. I hadn't paid attention yeah. to that. So he receives a letter from Clara. Clara's letting her know, that, letting Doc, or yeah, letting uh, Marty know that, that Doc's missing. They don't. They don't know where he is, and the thing is because bum, it's bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Um, Marty. Because I don't know where I am. I have no idea where I am in the space-time continuum. Great Scott! All right, we're, we're um, jumping all over the place. Uh, well, it, you know, you can't talk back to the future without getting excited. No, I agree. It, it's so cool to be able to return to this world. This is one of my all-time favorite universes. So for me, you know. I, they actually did a, a TV show in the '90s. I don't know if you remember that. It was a cartoon. The cartoon, and yeah. it was and it was cool because they could go anywhere they wanted hang, in the hang world. Hang on a second, my friend. So, I'm gonna grab something off my desk just to bring it over here. Oh, that's the original McDonald's toy. I got the original McDonald's DeLorean. Oh, and it's as, got Doc. And in it's it. got Doc leaning out the window. And when you light it up, yeah, when you when you roll it, little sparks fly little out the back. Little sparks would fly out. Oh, Absolutely. This so, is amazing. So if you're a fan of the Back to the Future movies. Yeah, yeah, 1991. Good God. Um, if you're a fan of the Back to the Future movies, you should check out this comic book because it allows you to re- return to this world. So, as you were saying, time travel you know, allows you to do some really cool things with the, the story. Uh, you know, This letter that Marty receives sets a, just a chain reaction of events in motion that, that put our heroes back on another time-traveling adventure. Um, a- apparently, something went wrong between the time that Doc was intending to bring the whole family into the future on the time train and the time, the time that, train the time train boop, boop, my that's right um and and this adventure so this this takes place someplace in between that that time in between weird oddly enough the moment between marty when marty leaves the old west and the time when he next sees doc doc yeah on in the time train uh yet it happens a year later. I, I know I can't quite do it justice. I would need like a chalkboard and somewhere in time, the timeline skewed into this tension, creating an alternate 1985. That's not exactly what happened, but uh, it's close. I, it's close. So, all right. Um, the good. I, here are a couple notes I have. Um, as I said, it's awesome to have the original screenwriter back mm-hmm. to the future on this book. Um, you know, we're, we're treated to an original story that is, is really playing around with the concept of time travel. Uh, you know, with time travel, you can appear any when, and your adventures do not have to follow a linear no, order. they and, really don't. And, and that, what's cool about that is that they... I always love the little nuances, like in the movie. Like, how it originally started, it was the Twin Pines Mall. And yeah. then after he goes back in time and he crushes one of the pine trees, then it's the Lone Pine Mall... Continuity, and little little things yeah. like that. I love sure. the little changes. And 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 uh, uh, Clayton Canyon, yeah, Sh- Shonash Ravine, and then it was called Clayton, Clayton Ravine. Can- Clayton Ravine, and then it becomes Eastwood, Eastwood Ravine. Ravine. Yeah, yes. little little because touches like that. Clint Eastwood went off of the cliff. Exactly, yes. and they keep those little touches in in this comic yep. book. Um, okay, so uh, so yeah, you you get you know you you get the uh, appearance in the story of of an amnestic doc. You know, a year after he had appeared to Marty and Jennifer in the time train, he doesn't apparently know who he is, and so now we're off to the races with a mystery. Right. It's it's awesome. 
Um, what didn't what, you like? Uh, well, wait, what about you? What, what else do you... Well, anything else you like about... I, I did. Um, there's actually a, a part in this series where Doc is actually talking to Jules and Vern. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? He, he's kind of giving, telling he's them... He's telling adventures. them the stories of the past movies. Yeah, So he's yeah, kind yeah. of bringing those, those new readers up, but I actually found it really interesting because did his you? boys are like... Oh, really? And then what'd you do? You know, it's like all of a sudden it turned into a Saturday morning cartoon show. Right, right, right. And he's telling the boys what is going to happen, but he kind of takes along like the, the 91 cartoon. All of a sudden he's like, you know what? I want to show my boys the past. I want them to meet Jules Verne. Mm-hmm. I want them to go in the past and see how it was, but then I want to take them to the future to see where it is. Because think about it. Technically... They're kind of like Cousin Eddie. They're going to live on the train. They're not going to have a house. It's, a, C- it's an RV. <laughs> and basically that RV, that's where they, they're going to live. So they're going to go all over the world. And it's like, because otherwise, I, th- I feel that those kids would be gypped on, wait, you telling me that you've been to the future? You've been to a place where, you know, that, that we have hover conversion and, and kids are riding around on pit bull boards? And I'm getting screwed here because I'm pushing a hoop down a st- you know down a street with a stick. I, I'm sorry, Chris, but ever since Cousin Eddie, all I keep hearing is "Merry Christmas, Shitter is full." A little early, but <laughs> but, but that's what I, that's how I kind of feel. They they have an RV, right? Right. And you know what else was kind of funny for me? It, it kind of taken from this, but from the third movie. How come that train shows up on train tracks, but then the bitch has got hover conversion, so therefore they don't need it. Style. It's all about style, man. It's all it. about style. That's what Doc Brown wanted. It's all about style. My point is, if you're going to make a time machine, why not do it with some style? He's right. There you go. I agree. Um, so what didn't you like about it? Uh, the story, for me, the story takes a little bit to get going. Yes, uh, I will agree. It did. Like, the first, like, three comics, he was telling the stories of the past ones, and I'm like, all right, well, when are we going to get to the actual problem here? Some of the backstory is okay and is kind of good for character development, but, I mean, for, for me, I mean... Issues one through five give some some backstory on Doc and Marty, uh, which for me wasn't really needed. You know, I don't really need to know how did Doc and Marty first meet. I like um, that. I did, though, because you know what? That was a question that I actually had. That was a question I'm like, well, how did these guys meet? Did they hang out at the Burger King or what? Well, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. See, that that's just me. So if, if you want to know that about them, then definitely pick up issues one through five. If you don't really care about if that... If you don't give a crap... Skip to issue six, and which is the, it's the beginning of the story arc, Continuum Conundrum. There, there is kind of an interesting story that involves Doc and t- kind of his, his first venture into time travel, which is kind of an interesting one, and I, I don't remember which issue it was. Do you remember the story where the government people come to visit yes. Doc. And they want him to build a time machine for them so right. that way they can stop Hitler before or whatever they wanted to and, do. And, and then he, that, that results in some type of great catastrophe, and so he figures out a way to basically prevent him or delay himself from creating time travel. That was kind of an interesting story. Well, you know, he gave them a, a bomb made of pinball parts. Oh, oh wait. That, that was, was the that, Libyans. That was the Libyans. Uh, so yeah, if you're if you want to know kind of those if, if you've been dying to know like like my my colleague here about you know just how did Marty and 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 Doc meet then pick up issues one through five if not spoiler skip skip to real issue quick six. they did not meet at Burger King they did not meet at Burger King they did not I kind of thought that they would makes sense makes yeah. sense um, so 
I I have you know I haven't made up my mind yet if Thrill Seeker Marty really fits the character's progression at the end of Back to the Future Three. You know I, I don't I don't really the thing for me is with the Marty character that third one opened up and it says he's given the opportunity to do everything because he missed the Rolls Royce. Therefore, he's not injured anymore. Therefore, he might actually become somebody successful in life. Yeah, and he's yeah, not yeah. dealing with needles, a.k.a. flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Right. You know, coercing him into doing something where he scans his card and then, you know, Kojitsu-san wants McFry! to... McFry! McFry! You are terminated. No, 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 no! This was a scam. This was this was a setup. I and you cooperated. <laughs> anyway, we could do that. We could like we could just actually. You want to just go through all of Back to the could, Future right now? All right. So anyway, but but this gives Marty this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And what does he do? He's like, I'm bored. Meh. You know, and I'm I, like, I'm trying to figure. Come on, dude, do something. I, I'm trying to figure out for me if that makes sense because the way they're portraying Marty in this story is. Almost like he is kind of a thrill seeker, and he he misses the thrill of, of time travel. I, I don't think he was originally, but he's gotten used to it. It's kind he's of got the like, bug, you know. He's got the fever. It's kind of like the skydiving junkies, you know. And all of a sudden, they're like, well, "I want to do this." I mean, I, I just I haven't made up my mind yet if that really fits his the where he is kind of at the end of no, his character totally arc of Back to that. the Future Three. But but you know, I, I get him missing his friend. I get that, but he's he's really depicted as missing the rush of the adventures, and and that's. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'm going to reserve judgment on that. So, uh, if you're a Back to the Future fan, uh, I say definitely check out this book. Uh, it's got one of the original writers, and uh, and I, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. It was a good, it's a good series. I actually think it's a lot of fun. And, and it's funny that you mention needles and him being flea from Chili yeah. Peppers. Did you did you pick it up? There was at one moment there's a reference in the comic book about how needles how he always likes to listen yes. to the Chili Peppers. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. I'm waiting for the ZZ Top reference. A- absolutely, absolutely. I- I- I'm all caught up on that book. I think they may have come out with a new one. Yeah. No, no. Okay. okay. All right. So we're going to talk about one of the comics that I've. Been yeah, reading. yeah. Absolutely. You take so it. So I, I, I continued. Um, I read the, uh, the second issue of Green Hornet and Lone Ranger. Right, 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 right. it's L-O-N-E, not L-O-A-N. Oh, man. Because this guy's, like, taking out money for oh, people. This, this guy will, or, or this guy will loan you money. He will you loan know, you, you money. Want, if you want to buy a house, you go to the Lone Ranger. Right. Yeah. All right. So, um... <laughs> I can't believe I did that. It's, it's, uh... So this is, let me just, before you give the lowdown on this, yeah. this is written by Michael Uslan, yep. and the artist is Giovanni T- uh, Timpano. Timpano. Timpano, good Italian name. Yep. Um, and, uh, retails for about three ninety nine. You can find it at your local comic book shop, our friends at Viera Comics. Bring money. Bring money. Well, I will tell you, I did buy this at Viera Comics, and I brought money. You brought money. All right. And you were rewarded. Right. Excellent. So... Uh, I'll give you a little bit of the plot. Sure, sure, sure. With the fate of the free world hanging in the balance, G-Men Elliot Ness. Okay, he showed he showed up at the he end did, of issue he did. one. I remember. Not Kevin Costner, but you know he actually. He act, but what's crazy is he actually looks like the original Elliot Ness, which is kind of cool. He looks that, like the the OG, cool, know, the real Elliot Ness. Cool, excellent. Um, demands that the Lone Ranger return. Now, mind you, he's been retired for years, but Britt Reed breaks his family tradition creating a painful rift with his great uncle John Reed who is also no, who is the Lone Ranger, the Lone Ranger forcing the original Lone Ranger to instead offer his mask to America's greatest Olympic hero Jesse Owens That blew my mind when I read that it's like so all right okay all but right But you know what I love about this 
you're seeing these really important people throughout history all kind of hanging out together. Yeah. And and what's really cool, um, that'll go with the good. It's it's an alternate history. Yes. It's kind of, this, is kind of, this is an alternate history. It's cool. Like in the, like uh, Inglorious Bastards. Yes. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. Well, in the beginning of the series, they show the Lone Rangers sitting down at a table, and they're all at a bar, and he's with a group of people, and they're all having drinks. Reminiscing about the good old days of the old West, mm-hmm. he is sitting with President at the time, Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, perfect! The Rough Rider, Wild Bill Hickok, Wyatt Earp. Um, who else is? He? Uh, I think Buffalo Bill is there as well. Buffalo Bill Cody. Okay. Annie Oakley, uh- and they're all sitting around. And oh, um. Oh, I can't remember, but but there's a, no, a bunch I, of these people. I, I, I get what you're saying, figures, though. No, that's and they're cool. all going around that's talking cool. about it. And they're all drinking, and they all stand up and says, "And if it wasn't for the Lone Ranger, none of this would have happened. We wouldn't have been as safe as we were." Thank you to John, and it was really cool to that, have I like them that. there. And I like that. It's an alternate dimension where, like, but we're seeing these celebrities, and you're like, "Hey, you know, it's somewhere where it actually could have happened." I mm-hmm. mean, you don't mm-hmm. you don't. Right, 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 right. So, it's an alternate, yeah, it's an alternate history. I love it. I so love the idea. I thought it was really, really cool. Um, now, finally, Britt has become the Green Hornet. And he's starting to kind of try it out and to see how he's doing it. Um, I believe he does get in a fight. And, like, funny enough, the movie, which I hate to credit, he gets his ass kicked. For sure. So, sure. thank God for Kato. Has he, he's met Kato now? Oh, Kato's been with him the entire time. Oh, okay. Kato... Okay. Kato is his. I hate saying it. He's his his servant. Really, he's he's his. Sure. He calls sure. him his man. Oh, uh, jeez. I don't. I don't know. What we haven't. We haven't progressed. We haven't yet. progressed. Well, uh, now man. mind you, it's the thirties. It's the thirties. All right. So, so it makes sense. But yeah, don't don't, the, don't judge a man. You know, you have to take into consideration right. the the time he, he grew up in. Okay. So, all right. so what, what, do you, what else? What else do you like about this? What do you, what um, do you like about this? Art is absolutely beautiful. Okay. I love the tones. It's more of a. Spaghetti Western tone where it's a lot of oranges and yellows and browns and tans. All right. And, and then that green, and it really stands out from everything else. Sure, sure. So sure. you've got, you know, the green hornet. So you've got all the green, like I said, with this orange and everything. And then you've got the Lone Ranger. So it's blue and white and red. So they both mm-hmm. really stand out and they kind of jump off the page. This is, is Jesse Owens? Uh, no, Lone no, Ranger? This, is, this is John. Oh, this is the original Lone Ranger. Yeah. Okay. And that's the thing. Like, John is really forcing Brit. He's like, come on, I need I need you to do this. I need you to do this. You need to become the Lone Ranger. Take your birthright. Take your birthright. And he's like, I don't want it. I'm going to become my own man. I'm going to do what I want. And he actually comes up with the idea because he, he puts on the mask. And John looks at him and he goes, you look like a bad guy. And he goes, you know, maybe that's an idea. Maybe we can act like the bad guys to make put them in a false sense of security, but then we can actually be the bad guys and bust them in the end. Now, now that's... You're way more familiar with the Green Hornet yeah. than I am. Isn't that like a staple of the character? Yes. He's kind of like, basically, an undercover superhero. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? So the bad guys think that he's a supervillain. Right, but he's okay. actually the good guy who will save them in the end. Okay, So All right. it's kind of a neat combo. All right, all right. What, what, uh, is there anything you, you don't like about this? Well... I, I will say that um, I do find that it kind of drags a little bit, but it's not too bad that it's to the point where, you know, I don't want to read it. I actually am looking forward to next month's issue. 
So it's it's not as bad as I would I would think it would be. So okay, not not a whole I might lot. have to borrow it from yeah, you. No, you, you I, really, I really got me. I really enjoy interested. It. I, I like that. I like the alternate history aspect. Yeah, of it. no, that's cool. Like I said, I think it's kind of neat. I'm kind of curious to see how everything. Because remember now they're going after the Butch Cavendish gang, mm-hmm. and so now it's you know where they're gonna go and who they're gonna go after. And those were the original Lone Ranger bad guys, right? Okay, right. so right. that was kind of cool. excellent. All right. Um, uh, well, you know what? If any of you guys out there listening to the podcast have uh, read either of these books and yeah, you have an please. opinion on them, please uh, write us at uh, justicenerdspc at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Send us a message on our SoundCloud page or send us a message on our Facebook page or send us a page uh, or send us a page or a comment on our YouTube page. And now also, go ahead and send us a photo or whatever you've seen on our Instagram. Because we are on Instagram, baby. We have joined the 21st century. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> uh, okay, so let, let's jump over to movie talk now. Yes, we, gotta, we gotta, have a lot of great news. Yeah, out. Uh, when I saw this, I was really excited, this story. Oh. So Netflix is announcing that they're... they're I don't know if Netflix has announced it. There are rumors that Netflix is interested in doing a third season of the Young Justice cartoon. Yes! What, what, I mean, for me, apart from the original Bruce Timm universe cartoons... These are the best. Young Justice is, is the, the runner-up. Definitely. I, I absolutely love this. And what's fun is people I know are superhero fans who have never watched it. Mm-hmm. I make them sit down and watch it. It's it's really good. Uh, right. It's I, it's I, very it's dramatic, but yet it's really good. The and animation looks is great. And and the thing is for me is you have kind of two genres with this. You have the Young Justice where it's actually kind of serious, and then you have Teen Titans, and it's more kiddish and poppy and yeah, bright yeah. colors and everything like that. So it's like kind of okay, manga, yeah, in the manga yeah, yeah. style. So you look at them and you go, okay, do you want to grow up? All right, let's walk away from the Teen Titans and come here and watch Young Justice. Yeah, yeah. And you know the real, real issues. You know, like like uh, second season has Blue Beetle, and all of a sudden his you find out that his scarab is actually alien technology, and he's trying to, and that scarab wants to take over the world, and he's got to fight his way to to actually get control of it, and you know not do that. But each character has their own development. I mean, you've got Superboy who's a clone. Oh, talk a little bit about Superboy. That that's it that's kinda, a it's a heartbreaking you know, story. There's only one thing in in Young Justice that I don't like. What's that? The way that Superman treats him. You know, I that's go the, go on go ahead go okay. on. I'm gonna address that, but go, go on go on. Connor is let, let people know what happened okay. if, if they're not familiar so, with the show. So Connor is a clone of Superman, but he was designed in case Superman died. Or Superman turned bad, mm-hmm. and he was going to stop him and become our new savior. But he's a kid. He doesn't age. Mm-hmm. He doesn't grow. He doesn't grow a beard. He's, you know, a 17-year-old kid. Per- perpetually 17, yeah. physically perpetually 17 years old. So he finally meets Superman, and Superman kind of, like, shrugs him off. Like, actually, you know what it reminds me of? Superman had a one-night stand, finds out he has a kid, and then the kid comes and finds him, and he's like, bro, get the... Fuck off my lawn. And, and so, uh, okay, so I felt a lot the same way that you did. Yeah. I did not like Superman's reaction. I felt that Superman's reaction was very atypical of the character until I had a different perspective on it. I had a conversation with my uncle. We were we were talking about this. And I'm going to use your analogy of the one-night stand right. uh, and turn that on its head. It was not a one-night stand. It was a sexual violation. Because they stole it from him. They stole it from him. Yeah. And so when he... I mean, you take a character like Superman, 
he's you know with that much power there's no way that anyone could physically you know dominate him right. to to do that so how do you how do you show that you have something stolen from him yeah. so when he sees connor he's very conflicted because he he feels this is a, a, this is what makes this show so great is you you get to examine issues with these characters this is a violation that superman has gone through yeah. and his reaction to connor is sort of that like vulgar almost, almost like revulsion like oh, oh i i feel violated yeah. I will say, don't worry, fans. Superman does come to nope, accept him. He does. At, at, but you know what end. else is kind of neat, too? You find out with Connor, it's not really spoiling anything. He's only half Kryptonian. Right, right, right. You, you'll find that's out. That's well established in the comic right. books, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. They follow the comics so good. Yeah. There's little nuances with that that I absolutely love, which is um, when they're all giving their identities and they're all saying who they are. Mm-hmm. You can tell that the Robin in the first series is Dick Grayson. Yes, yes. And they're looking at him, they're like, what's the matter with Robin? The bat refuses to tell, or let him tell us his name. And then he's also wearing sunglasses. He refuses to, he's telling him, you can't take off your sunglasses. That's right, that's right. Because he's like, um, the bat won't let him know who he is. Can I just say something to uh, Bruce Greenwood, who does the voice yes. of Batman? I never thought I would like someone as good as... I like, number two. He's my number two favorite. Well, I will always love Kevin Conroy, but that guy is so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, uh... I really hope that this is true. I want them to do uh, this. I really want... And well, they, the problem is, is season two, it ended with a giant open door. And you're like, wait a minute, that's how this ends? I, I have to finish watching... I'm still, and like, midway through season two. It will. Two. It'll leave yeah. you on this giant cliffhanger. It's almost like the 60s Batman. Really? You know, it's, really? it's this giant cliffhanger. And you look and you're like... But no payoff. No. Because oh, you want, man. you want you know, to come back on that same bad time, same bad channel to see what happens. And... It, well, not gonna happen. Maybe. I, it might. You know what actually might happen? I'm gonna finish watching it, and then they're gonna come out with season three. Oh, that'd oh be great. man! All right. So what's next? Um, well, you know, it was, it was announced back in July, so it's it's old news by now. But we Ugh. haven't we haven't talked about it. Uh, they're doing. I'm a, not excited. You're you're not really. No. You love this movie. I know, but it, they're, they're, so they're doing a reboot of the the Disney movie, The Rocketeer. Ugh. But I don't think it's a reboot necessarily. I it's think it's not. It's a continuation of the story Blah. of the original Rocketeer. No, T- tell me what you don't like about this. Go go ahead, man. So Cliff's not in it. I think he is in it. I don't give a crap. He becomes this person's PV. No, he's the goddamn Rocketeer. I th- I think he is. Yeah. I, th- I so I think this story, from what I've read, um, it's a sequel to The Rocketeer. It's this is Ghostbusters all over again. It's well, no, 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 because Ghostbusters was a reboot. This uh. is actually continuing the, uh, the the story of the original Rocketeer. Mm-hmm. So this story takes place six years after the original movie. We have a black female lead in the role. That's all the information that we have. Uh, the film's plot uh, sees the lead take on the role of the Rocketeer and have Cliff Secord take... Uh, after the excuse me, after the original Rocketeer, Cliff Secord uh, goes missing in action while fighting the Nazis. Oh come on! So uh, so yeah, I mean, it's a, you're not excited about no, this. No, not really. at all. W- what would you have liked to have seen from a Rocketeer? I want to see Cliff Secord basically like in the comics, like the comic series I'm reading right, near, right, right now, Rocketeer right. at War. I want to see him fighting the more, Nazis. More I want to see him overseas, doing like a Saving Private Ryan, but a Rocketeer. All right, all right, I'm gonna make a deal with you. I'm the movie studio. Here. Uh, All right, I'm gonna make it. Okay, here's here's the deal. Stop raping my movies. Okay, no, there. no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a deal with you. I'm gonna make this movie. Okay, yeah. it's gonna have this new lead heroine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. but we're gonna have flashbacks with Cliff Secord. No, it's bullshit. As the record, no, no, it's bullshit. Uh, because here's right. the thing. I, think, I tried. I think honestly, they took this and they went, let's turn it on its head and become edgy. 
Well, how do we do that? <gasps> Let's make the Rocketeer a girl. Ooh, I could do something better. You ready? Let's make it a black girl. I mean, come on, Doesn't dude. Doesn't it seem a little like Iron Man? seems like they're ripping off they Iron Man. They kind of are. Actually, it might have been the other way around, because remember, this news was first before the Iron... The Iron Heart is her name, by the I, way. Iron Heart. You know, it's weird, too, because Rocketeer and Iron Man are both... Owned by Disney, so are they and ripping also, off on each other? Did you notice on themselves? Who was uh, Tony Stark made, or Howard Stark? Who's he made to uh, resemble? How- Howard Hughes, right? Who created the Rocketeer? Howard Hughes. Ah. ah! But I honestly think that they they're just doing this for shock value. I think we sounded a little like Bert and Ernie just in that. Ah! ah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Right. Continue. But honestly, sir. I think they're just doing this for shock value. I think they're like, well, how do we piss off the fans today? Hmm. You know, I want more of Cliff. I want to see more of his adventures. Kind of like Indiana Jones. I didn't want to see old, fat Indiana Jones chasing with Shia LaBeouf running around like a monkey. I wanted to see (laughs) Indiana Jones fighting the Russians, but during, you know, the Cold War. Mm -hmm. Not, Not that. I wanted to see something different. I know that their angle for that was to make it like a sci fi B movie. I understand that. Mm -hmm. It fucking failed. But the thing is, is with this, I want to see Cliff doing his job. I want to see you why want, the Rocketeer is amazing. You I want more adventures yeah, with, with Cliff I want him and Peavy. I want them doing all this kind of stuff. I don't need to see somebody new. Yeah. I, I just, I don't need to see it. That's like saying, okay, you ready? Here, here we go. I'm going to make a Batman movie. All right. Okay? All right. But Damian Wayne's going to be Batman. No way, man. No way. See what I'm saying? All right. I see what you're saying. You proved your point. All right. So what's next? Does the, the prosecution rest? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sustained. Yeah. Um... Briefcase. Uh, briefcase. Hapius <laughs> uh, uh, Corpius. Objection. Uh, object. Overruled. Ah, God, we could be lawyers. As, exactly. Uh. All right. So, um, so we last, uh, you know, last episode, you know, previous episode, we had uh, had uh, Chris and Pete do their review of Suicide Squad. Yes. I, I have had a chance to see it, and so oh I've, boy, I've, I've written down some notes. I have a, a, a slightly different point of view from my esteemed yes, colleagues. Yes, yes. I mean, not just a, a different point of view. You're in the opposite direction. That's what makes America great: is that we can all have different opinions. I think so, you're a communist, but so that's let, how this works. Let's 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 jump right in, comrade. Um, <laughs> So, Suicide Squad. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, o- overall, I-, I gotta give this movie a C-. And, uh, I'm... Uh, but, but I'll tell you this. Okay. As I was writing down my notes for this review, uh-huh. and I made a column for the you things did. that I liked... I, I saw it. And a column, of, a column of the things I liked, and a column for the things that I didn't like, it surprised me the number of things that I liked, liked about this movie. And so, I... I had to really sit and reflect right, on this. Before Why? you even do it, I yeah, have yeah. to ask you one question. Yes. Was it fun? Was it fun? Was it a fun movie? I mean, it was entertaining at, at times, but... Do you feel that you got your money's worth? Uh, not really. Did I you mean, go and see it on IMAX and all that crap? No, too? no, I didn't go see it on right, IMAX. See, that's your problem, because people will spend like $30 on a ticket, and then they're like, I'm not happy. No, well, no, I mean, here, here's what I think the deal is, is, is that, you know... I think that you know the movie's very visually entertaining. There's definitely things that I like, and I'm going to soundtrack. Huh? I'm going to I'm going to lead with the stuff I like first, right? All right, let's do that. But remember the the uh, I've talked with you about this before. The metaphor I came up with to yeah. describe Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is like if you took a delicious steak. Yeah, I love this. You, you, you marinated it. You you cooked it just right. And then you took the most delicious piece of chocolate cake you could ever find in the world. So and then, two things we love. Two things we love. And then you took those two foods, and then you. Put them in a mixing bowl, mix them up, and then eight spoonfuls of it. 
once in a while, your palate would touch something that you'd say, ooh, this is really good. But then once in a while, things would mix in a way where it would be like, ooh, this is awful. I'm so, not a fan of this. I, 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 I don't rather like this. So, you know, the movie was visually entertaining. It pays a lot of homage to the comics. But for me, this just wasn't enough to make up for some of, you know, some of the weak points, which is the weak dialogue, in my opinion, poor story development, and lack, lack of uh, character development. Okay. So, so here's what I liked about it. Yeah, why don't we just start there? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll start with, you know, we'll be the glasses half full. Yeah. Um, Harley Quinn. Okay. Har- Harley, and I know you're Margot not, Robbie. Margot Robbie. And, and I know you're not a fan of the character. W- what did I say about it, though? Love the character, loved her acting, she needs a new goddamn outfit. You, you're not a fan of the costume. Yeah. So, but anyway. Mar- Margot Robbie's portrayal of Harley Quinn was spot on. Yep. I mean, she's, she expertly blends that, that vibe of crazy and sexy. However, like, like we were just actually discussing, they left a lot out. They, they, they did. Left, they, they, they did. She's a, she, the problem was, and I... I and I've thought about this a lot. Like I said, I still love the movie, but they turned a person who is a very, very bad person into someone there. The kids are like, "I want to be like her." Yeah, yeah. That you no. You you lose. You you definitely lose something. So I, I'm going to get to that when when we get to the the stuff I didn't like. But um, you know, I like the way that Margot you know played her both pre and post yes. Joker seduction. Yeah. Um, you know, some of my, you know, favorite scenes are, you know, like when the scene with the Lamborghini where she's crashed through the window and you think she's dead and and Batman goes to save her and she tries to stab him. I mean, that's total, that's total Harley Quinn. Um, the, uh, you know, the whole Cirque du Soleil kind of jail scene thing where she's kind of like, you know, on the, hanging by the sheets and kind of that, that kind of playful That's definitely her. Um, Absolutely. I thought she played very well off of Jared Leto's Joker. I, yeah, their chemistry was pretty decent. I, I, you know, yeah, and I wish we'd gotten more of that. If anything... Well, we could. We, we could, yeah, right, right. We could. Because apparently a bunch of stuff was cut out of this and, movie. And one thing I will say, um, it's actually been brought to light now, that Jared Leto actually said he was kind of upset about how much they cut out. And he said you could make a Joker movie with how much they cut out. I mean, this guy went to ex- ridiculous lengths to get into character. He I didn't mean, do Heath Ledger's extreme. He didn't, not to Heath Ledger's extreme, but still, I mean, this guy was doing crazy shit, like, you know, sending uh, em- bullet casings to Will Smith, used condoms to, I don't know, whoever. He, he gave Margot Robbie a rat. Yeah, like a rat. I mean, this guy was seriously trying to get into he character. He only allowed people, like, he would only talk to people if they called him Mr. J on scene. They refu- He refused to be answered by his own goddamn so, name. So it's a crime to me that you have a performer that's putting that much of his heart and soul into this, and then you cut so much of it out of the film. Um, and, and I don't think that this was David Ayer's fault. Um, moving still along with the, the positive train, uh, you know, if anything, Chris, this movie made me excited for the prospect that we might get a Mad Love that adaptation. That we might get more. Uh, that, you know, we, we see more a, a movie where we at least, not to say that we need a whole movie about it, but a, a movie where we see more of, um, you know, the the seduction of Harley Quinn into the cult of the of the Joker. But did you see what I was saying, though, where, you know, Joker is a bad man, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can we can we can agree on that. He oh, he's a, a he, he's a sociopath. Man. He's a narcissist. He's uh, violent. Did you kind of get that feeling? But with this relationship with Harley, what kind of a feeling did you get? Like with the the acne. 
They're more like portray. It's a different, definitely a different interpretation of the relationship. I mean, they're portrayed more like boyfriend girlfriend. You see that, right? Like he actually more as, gives a crap. More as equals, right? Not and, her, not his henchwench. And and so, I, I I do agree with critics of that that to portray them that way really kind of takes away from the essence of the character. It kind of gave it a, disjust, a disservice. It really did. Because Harley Quinn is is a very tragic character, if you think about it. I mean, this was a person who was seduced into into evil, the life of crime. And and I, I've always loved the way you've put it, Chris. You, this is an abusive relationship. Oh my God, absolutely. But and and maybe if we you know if we ever get to see David Ayer's original vision for this movie, um, we'll you know maybe we'll get to see that because I've we've read you and I have yeah. both read yeah. that there are are scenes uh, that that really you know de- depict that. Um, all right, so I'm, I'm going to move move it along. Uh, uh, Will Smith is Deadshot. Uh, I I really liked him. Uh, you know, Smith has some of the funniest lines in the movie. I, mean, I love the scene where he's talking to Rick Flag, and he's like, "Was that your pep talk? You might want to work on your team motivation." Because you suck. You suck. You heard of Phil Jackson? Triangle, bitch. He, he's like the gold standard. I thought I thought that that uh, line was funny. You know, it was the thing that I told you with with Will Smith. I thought we were just going to get, oh great, it's Will Smith as you know. Dead shot. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's just going to be Will Smith running around, you know, saying, "I was in Bad Boys and Bad Boys too," you know, and kind of phoning it in. That's but, one of the deleted scenes. Oh, thanks. Okay, but you know, kind of phoning it in. But yet we get a really solid, good performance. Lo- from... Love the scenes with his daughter. Oh yeah. Love the scenes with his daughter. How about him and Batman? Uh, that that's one of the that, that's another one of the things I like too is the way that they use Batman in this film. Love this scene with with Batman. I was excited like that made me go. Well, I want to see that Batman movie. Well, and I'll just say this about that. Um, somehow David Ayers managed in the in just the few I agree. moments that he used Batman in this movie to more faithfully portray Batman than Zack Snyder did with an entire movie. Yeah. And and what I mean by that is you you know. This Batman in this movie is not just about beating the shit out of people. He, you know, he even he, says he's like, "I don't want to hurt you." Yeah, yeah, the scene where he's he's trying to apprehend Deadshot and his daughter's there, and he he tells him, you know, Lawton, don't make me do this. Don't make you know, don't make me have to take you down in front of your daughter. Yeah. And that was a total Batman move. Um, so yeah, love love the scenes with with Batman. Uh, I differ a little bit for you. I mean, I th- I think there were some moments where it felt like I was watching Will Smith and not Deadshot, but it didn't bother me as much because I'm not because it's Will as, Smith, and I'm not as attached to the Deadshot character, so uh, it it didn't bother me. But I, I just I thought Will Smith was just a great great presence. Um, the Joker. Uh, I you know I was not sure how I was going to feel about someone else playing I, the Joker. I you the same way. you know that I'm a big Heath Ledger right, fan, and I am not. And and but it, I I didn't think he was going to be able to live up to Mark Hamill and um, Jack Nicholson. I really didn't think so. I really liked it. No, I, did I too. really liked it. I, I really liked it. You know, he he gives us a version that incorporates the voice stylings of Ledger, but with kind of more of a manic style, yeah. almost like Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. Yeah. But here, see, it fits. It works here. That makes sense because the Joker is a character and like the, that. And the Joker didn't stick a Jolly Rancher in someone's mouth. But he could have, and I wouldn't have minded as much. Yeah. You know? It would have been like a like a bomb or something like yeah. that. You know, Grandma's peach tea. Um, whatever the hell that. Was. <laughs> I still um, don't know what that means. So, it, it's piss. Oh. I'm sorry. 
gross. Yeah. All right. I don't know why you drink that. Um, so it's definitely a different interpretation than Ledger's, but you know, I think that you have to do that for it to make sense for this story because the Joker in this movie is very possessive of Harley, and Ledger's Joker in Dark Knight is more of a loner. So I'd have a tough time seeing him have any sort of attachments to yeah, anyone. No, I agree. He, he kills all of his hench people, so I, I can't. He sets imagine things him. on fire, and he just—he does not give a fuck. He just wants to watch the world burn. So men just, just want to watch, watch the, the world, world burn. burn. Absolutely. There was a child kicking a ruby the size of a baseball down a street. The bandit was throwing him away. You know what I found out about him? I, I had about the little boy kicking the no, no, no. The tinder- about um. Uh, um, Michael Caine? Michael Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael yes. Caine. Yes. Do you know how he picks movies? No. I, I actually learned this from watching uh, somebody else talk about Michael Caine. Okay. And what he said is, he goes, Michael Caine says he grabs a script, opens up the first page. If his character's on the first page, he goes to the end of the page. On the, la- at the last page, he looks at it, and if his name's on the last page, he does a fucking movie. <laughs> exactly those words. <laughs> so basically, if his character never dies and gets a lot of screen time, <laughs> that's well, awesome. Well, look at Alfred. He was in the beginning and the that's end. That's right. That's awesome. I love that. That is fantastic. But he deserves it. Um, but, yeah. you know, and, and like I said, with this kind of world that we were talking about, like I told you, it made me excited for what's coming next. Sure, sure. Um, and... You know, and, and, and unfortunately, that's one of my criticisms is that th- this this movie does a better job, I would say, of giving you a sense of the larger DC universe yeah. without suffering from the sequel setup syndrome okay. or triple S syndrome, as I oh, like to call it. Oh, no, that's good. Um, you know, but it, I want to enjoy this movie. I don't want to just be looking forward to the next movie. You know what's movie. funny is I think people have gotten that with, like, the Avengers movies. People are like, oh, that was a nice movie. Let's see what's going on next in the chapters. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be, like, on to the next thing. I want to enjoy this movie. So I really like the use of Batman and the Flash. Um, it, I told you about Flash's you, voice. You, you didn't like you didn't I like, like the Flash. I don't like his voice. You don't like that he's younger, like a kid. He, I told you what he is. You feel like he's he's DCU's Spider-Man. He's, he's Peter Parker in a red suit. They, they're, yeah, perhaps. I could see that. And then we have Thor Momoa. I mean, come on, dude. Thor and Momoa. <laughs> We have a god who has long hair, kind of looks like a barbarian. It's a DC. Come on. Come on. Come on. Guys, you guys are special. You don't need to copy Marvel. Marvel's very special, too. Oh. You're, you're, you're your own unique little snowflake. I'm excited to see what it's going to turn into, but I look at it and I'm, I'm afraid of that because I'm like, oh, great. Here's Avengers 4. Uh, yeah, I, 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 hear, I hear what you're saying. but I, So I, I really liked... Uh, one of the things that I think Suicide Squad does right is it, it makes us feel like we're in a larger universe without yes. necessarily being so focused on setting up the next film. Right. Okay, so... Agree with that. Here's, here's what the I, downline. Here's what I didn't like. Here comes the hammer. I'm dropping the hammer, sorry. Poor character development. I oh, mean, my God. <laughs> I, I am right there with you. All right, okay. Right there. Like, yeah. like I'll say the Harley Quinn got a lot. Yeah. Boomerang yeah, yeah. got a good amount. We kind of saw what he was. I mean, we got screen time, but we didn't get... Deadshot was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then we don't get Kill It Croc. No. We get words. Then we get Diablo. We don't get much. He gets character development later on. In well, the and he's got a huge reveal at the end of the movie that makes absolutely no sense no. because you haven't you haven't Not developed him enough. Not at all. Enchantress, you kind of get it, but she actually has a pretty good. She was, you know, a doctor and all this kind of stuff. But and... could you? I mean, 
there there was more there is more chemistry between me and that chair yeah, than there I was agree. between Enchantress and Rick I Flag. There was more there was more of a connection between Deadshot and Rick Flag than there was between him and, and Enchantress. Yeah, and and you know you can't you can't screw that up because like that's kind of the whole crux of the movie yeah. is that you know Enchantress yeah. turns out being the villain, and so we got to actually oh, be dude, afraid for her. You forgot my favorite character. We got a guy who can climb shit. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, forgot. Uh, yeah, Slipknot. Uh, Captain Redshirt. Yeah, that, that's Captain Redshirt. Captain Redshirt. That's because I mean, oh my god. I mean, could they have telegraphed his death anymore? You know what's even worse is that actor is a really good actor. Have you ever seen the movie Wind Talkers? Yeah, he's yeah, in yeah. that. He was in a movie called Smoke Signals. He's a really good actor. Oh and my I was god. Like, Oh, Slipknot, Slipknot's gonna die. If they're Slipknot fans, sorry. Out there, by yeah. the way, spoilers. spoilers. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know that that could have been telegraphed any worse. So you get all the characters backstory, 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 and then oh yeah, we got this dude who's oh, uh, really good at climbing or some shit. Katana too. She doesn't get a whole hell of a lot. Not, we got a bitch with a magic sword. I, I feel like that deserves some explanation. Right? Like, let's spend just let's a little bit of time with, with this character. No, I agree with you. So, yeah, the, the you know the development too with Diablo at the at the end was interesting. Where spoilers, uh, spoilers, um, you know, he turns into this basically this Aztec flaming, demigod. This yeah, this Aztec demigod. Okay, you kind of need to. You got to give us some setup. for Another that. thing too. All of a sudden, he can speak her language. Yeah. Where the f- you know, that took me like five minutes to realize. Like, all of a sudden, he's talking, and I'm like, why are we reading subtitles? <laughs> and then I'm looking, and I went, oh, motherfucker could speak her language the whole time? That's like somebody who speaks Spanish, stands in a room, and they don't know you speak Spanish, and two people are talking bad about you, and then all of a sudden, you walk over and speak Spanish. Exactly. Si, claro que si. See? Exactly. Um, James just ordered a pizza. I did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I have a feeling this is probably due to studio interference. Oh my god, you can see it. There's probably David I'm surprised Ayer had more about that, you know, explaining oh, yeah. that more. Set but up. I'm surprised that there wasn't like half a scene just cut in half, and they just don't see the rest of the scene. Like Will Smith in the middle of talking, cut, and then they just go on, keep moving. You, you know, it, it's it's funny because I feel like on Batman v Superman, the studio didn't interfere. Enough, <laughs> and in Suicide Squad, they interfered too much. Well, you it's know like... what? It's crazy too. Is you know who they had helming this, at least helping, was Jeff Johns. Yeah, uh, I don't get it because I look at him like Jeff. I don't. What know. were you doing? I mean, you know, I've I've heard that to get a producer credit, I don't know if he had a producer credit on you it. Throw but, money at it, but to get a producer credit, basically, if you're just there, like when the catering truck shows up, like you can oh. get a cr- producer credit. It doesn't. I've heard. Like a I'm pro- gonna need that. Like a producer can be anything. For, you know, for someone who's very involved in the movie to someone who was just in a staff meeting one time and said, "You know what? Let's put a mask on him." And then that's it. And then he's out. Yeah. And then and then there's a, a yeah, producer credit. But like so, you said, I agree with you on a lot of these. So yeah, I mean the story development is and one of the I mean one of the for me a scene that just I don't buy it is there's a scene in the movie where spectacular rescue the Joker hijacks a in helicopter a, with a gold plated AK forty seven with a tuxedo. No doubt about it. This movie that was the Joker. This movie looks great, and there's a lot of fan service in it, but. In the scene, so the, the Joker's just, you know, raining down bullets on all of these people and all the Suicide Squad. Amidst all the gunfire, Harley Quinn uses it as a chance to escape. She actually runs and jumps off the building and lands on a rope. It's a great stunt. I mean, it's a great stunt. But then in that moment, then Amanda Waller orders Deadshot 
the greatest assassin in the world. Kill that bitch. Right. Right? You're free. You're a free man. Kill that bitch and you're a free man. And I'll make sure you have your daughter. Yeah, yeah. And what does he do? He misses. We're friends. On purpose. We're friends. Yeah, exactly. It's, We're a suicide squad. I don't buy that. I mean, no, I agree. This, this movie doesn't give us a reason why any of the characters would be willing to sacrifice anything other than the fact that the title is called Suicide Squad, and they're all on a poster oh, together. I guess we're some kind of Suicide Squad. <laughs> he said the title, he said the title. But anyway. So, yeah, um, one other thing, too, is, is that the... Uh, you better be bringing up a certain person's cosmetic look. Well, I no, 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 I, I was just going to say, I don't, I kind of don't like the story overall. It, it seems a bit redundant to me. To me, it felt kind of like, we need a Suicide Squad... To stop metahumans. So but we don't need the metahumans. Let's put metahumans on it. No, because they have Enchantress right. on it. And then what's the first bad guy we have to fight? Oh, it's a metahuman who happened to also be on the Suicide Squad. Well, the thing for me was like, it kind of, it was supposed to be one of those like, um, M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong's um, twists. With a twist. With a twist. Yeah. And because they're like, oh, wait, we have to escort Amanda Waller? You know, and I was like, that was a pretty, that was pretty lame. I was like, that's dumb. I didn't like that. I was like, who gives a shit? It would have been cooler if it was like, I don't know, Bruce Wayne or something. Anything. Why, why didn't Deadshot shoot her phone out of her hand? Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, or you know, have Croc eat her, but his head is ginormous. <laughs> I will say that. Come on, you got to. We need to talk about that. All right. What are the, we going to talk the about? The prosthetics of Killer Croc. Oh, yeah. I had forgotten about that. You need to talk about that. Okay. He looked like hydrocephaly. He looks like a, a like a toothpick with an avocado That's on the top. That's what we said. And you will be finding that on our uh, our, yeah, our Go Instagram. on our Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a, you know, like a Goomba from uh, the, the Super, Mario, Super, Super Mario Brothers. Um, with Johnny Legs. John yeah, Leguizamo. I, you know, I, I kind of like the oh, makeup. I'm Koopa on that. Uh, Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. The Absolutely. worst Koopa ever. Absolutely. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, I just I once I noticed how how disproportionately Blech. big uh, Killer Croc's head was to his body. It was so distracting. Like that's all I could see. I I could only see that he's he's got a massive cranium. I mean, I couldn't stop seeing and it. You know what I was laughing at too was I couldn't understand a word he said. Uh, yeah. What did he say? He says he looked pretty today. I. I I could understand him, but it was just... And when he took his jacket off, it got worse. Yeah, because... He thought he looked bigger, but he's tiny. Yeah, I. so, I mean, you would think in this day and age of of advanced prosthetics and CGI, we could have done something with that. You know what he reminds me of? He looks like a guy who was on steroids for years. Yeah. And his head got big, and then he's like, I've, you know, I've seen the error of my ways. I'm no longer going to use steroids and his body shrinks down, but his head's still fucking huge. And, and, and no offense to the actor who played him because I, I actually... I love that guy. Sir, I really enjoyed... Mr. Echo from Lost. Yeah. I really enjoyed your performance. So it's nothing against That's you. That's duty from G.I. Joe. It's no... Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, nothing against your performance. It was very good. Uh, but no, it was, it was the, 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 the makeup. I mean, this was just They was did terrible. you wrong. They did you wrong, sir. So, yes, unfortunately, in, in conclusion, I mean, I would say that uh, Suicide Squad offers loads of fan service. It's very visually pleasing. Um, and there's some great moments in there. And there's some great performances. But it's unfortunately, the story... Great flashbacks. Is great, just, there's a lot to it. But it it's just not put together very well. So yeah. I, I can't give it above a C-minus. I think the word that we're looking for is choppy. 
It's very choppy. Yeah. It's very choppy. Yeah. Um, okay, so that'll do it for movie talk. Um, you know, uh, we're on to toy box now. I'm just wondering if we should uh, do what's in Chris's loot crate and maybe save the figure review yeah. for later just because we're running short on time. So we'll do a little uh. what's in Chris's loot crate. What's in Chris's loot crate. What's in Chris's loot crate. I hope it isn't crap. Yeah! All right, so All right. what's in the Loot Crate? All right, man, so as always, thanks to LootCrate.com. If, if you're interested, it's a monthly subscription. Um, it's everything of, of a theme that you're going to get every month. This month's theme was anti-hero. Okay, all right. So it includes the likes of uh, World of Warcraft. Okay. Kill Bill. All right. Hellboy. Awesome. Harley Quinn. All right, cool. And Archer. Phrasing? Yes. Are we not doing phrasing anymore? Are we anymore? not doing phrasing anymore? All right. So. Danger zone. Um, well, let me just move things around. Sure, yeah, sure, no we, problem. Do everything in their order. That's all right. All right. So, as always, we always get our little loot crate pin. All right. And this is a World of Warcraft pin. It's actually of a um, drow mysticist. I think it looks really cool. It's a really nice pin. It's really detailed. Cool. So, Very nice. It's not something, like I said, I, the pins I normally just put are, up. Are you a World of Warcraft fan? I, I've seen it before. I That is a drug. I've seen people lose their lives over it. Mm. You know, I've seen people just throw themselves down a toilet hole. World of Warcraft is a hell of a drug. It's called a World of Warcraft for a reason. Ah, All right. Yeah. So for Kill Bill... They gave us full-sized socks oh, get that it. look like the, the, bride the bride after she's fought the crazy 88, so she's uh, covered in blood. Little known fact, there actually weren't 88 of them. They just told people that, too. So they sound crazy. Yeah, so. exactly. All right. That is cool. So I'll give you... Probably like the Infinity Mitten, these socks will not protect you from the No, no. Of, the, uh... I'm not even going to wear those. Those are going for the girlfriend. Um, <laughs> All right. So for the Harley Quinn... Now, this is what I'm going to say to you in a, in a pretense, so All right. you, you can quote me, and I All will right. say it. I will quote you. I am not a fan of the character. You are not a fan of the character. However, yes. I love what they gave us. All right. Have at it. They gave us a Q-fig, <gasps> and it is in the design oh, my. of Paul Dini's Harley Quinn with oh, her hyena. Wow. We we're, we need to put a picture yep. of this up on our Facebook yep. page. No, I definitely will. This, How beautiful is that? This is incredible. I, like I said, I am not a Harley Quinn and fan. And you even have got... So, folks, if I could describe to you what I'm seeing here, we have we have a Paul Dini-style... Harley Quinn, with a giant hammer, with it holding her giant mallet, and then she's got her hyena who is also dressed in Harley Quinn garb. Yeah, Chris, this is it cute. This is worth the the price of the loot crate. That's alone. awesome. This is awesome. And of this course, is, this is an exclusive. You cannot get it anywhere else except except on loot crate. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Excellent. All right. So, like I said, uh, I'm actually going to be giving this to someone. But it's going to make us a good gift. Uh, I, so, that's going to make an excellent gift. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to save the t-shirt for last. And then the last thing that we get is the Hellboy Hand of Doom Porcelain Bank. Because I, I believe that everyone needs a Hand of Doom. Look at that. Whoa. And it's designed as the comic. It's not It's not even from, uh, it's not even from this, the movie series. That's from the comic series. Oh, that is perfect. 
It's really cool. Hand of Doom. It, it's going in my comic book room. I think it's a really cool. Oh, that idea. is that is that, that is great. Now, do you have a Hellboy figure? I I don't, but I'm gonna be now. Now I'm gonna now, have to. Now you're gonna have to get one. That's how they get you. I need I need I need a HB. Okay. Now now James, I hate to be a little poli- uh, hey, political. With go you, ahead, be political. It's all right. It's it's so dire, we have dire times right now. Dire times. Extremely. Right now, people are saying that this is really hard, and I don't know who to vote for, and I don't know what we're gonna do with our future. Difficult times, challenging. I have an answer for you. You have Chris has got the answer. I have all a right. third party person who's actually running for president, and I definitely think personally I would be voting for him. Chris, help us out. Show us the way, man. Who who do we vote for? Tell us. Sterling Archer for <gasps> president on a T-shirt. And it says, Danger Zone President. I am the Danger Zone President. And then it says in the corners, it says, do you want a president? Because that's how you get a president. Oh, my God. How awesome. That is And it's a gray, gray jersey shirt, and it's just in the red and the white, or in the red and the blue. How cool is <laughs> that? That is awesome. Do you want a president? Because that is how you get a president. That's that's totally what I agree with. With, with apologies to uh, uh, st- the who does the voice for Archer? I don't oh, know. His Ben 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 something. Yeah, well, I apologies to you, up. sir. Um, that is a hell of a loot crate. That so is, this uh, month was actually pretty good. Like I that, said, sometimes I'll look at him and I go meh, and I'll kind of walk off. This is not a meh month. This is not a meh month. This is not a meh month. Not at all. Excellent. Would would you remind uh, just our listeners, for if they're interested in getting Loot Crate, about how much is the cost? Yep. Uh, Like I said, it depends on per month that you get. I have a one-month subscription, but it's an annual renewable one-month subscription. It actually does it on its own. Okay. So I pay 25, I think it's 26 altogether, including shipping. Okay. So, and you get a month load of crap. Now, what's cool too, by the way... Mm -hmm is this month's box normally remember i told you, you can turn them into things mm-hmm. you can turn this into a wacky mallet it actually oh takes get a out of here oh. and you can flip it inside out and it becomes a giant mallet i was wondering what that hole was yeah. in the box because you can build the little handles to put it in oh that's perfect and it's it's neat outstanding it's, it's fun things with it outstanding so very if, good if you guys are interested um like i said we're gonna take some photos so we can put it up on there but uh, I highly recommend it. It's it's a lot of fun, and for me personally, I know like before I was even getting monthly subscriptions, I would go out and I'd pick up little tchotchkes here and there, here mm-hmm. and there, here and there, and I'm spending a shit ton of money. Right, right, right. This I'm not. I'm finding myself actually buying less because I'm like, oh, I'm getting loot crate. <laughs> right, right. No, that's that's good. Yeah, for uh, for the uh, thrifty nerd. For the thrifty it's, nerd, it, absolutely. Totally uh, agree. Now, also, loot crate also has an anime box, a Firefly box. They have one. These, these are like different, different separate, separate genres. Yep. They have a geek one for your pets. Okay. Um, All right. Like I said, one for anime. It's strictly anime. One for Firefly. It's strictly Firefly. I think they have one that's Star Trek, one that's Star Wars. I mean, just... And, and let me just say to our listeners, we are not by any means sponsored God, by no. Loot Crate. Let me tell you, if I was, I'd be the first person to tell you because I'd probably have a Loot Crate tattoo somewhere on my arm. Yeah, so we're, we're not. Although, Loot Crate, if you're listening... Uh, hey. We're, uh, you know... I don't know if you know this, but uh, we're kind of big. We are actually international. We're kind of a big deal. We so... have, we have uh, listeners in Bulgaria, in England. Maybe you've heard of the country Bulgaria. Bulgaria. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Take that. Uh, so, so yeah, we're, we're not, you know, we're not sponsored. We just, no. you know, these are these are just 
cool shit this that we This is stuff found. That, that's fun. This is stuff that we find that we want to talk about. Exactly, exactly. All right. Um, well, uh, you know, we're going to have to wrap up the show, but uh, there's a, you got a couple... We've got a lot co- going co- on, co- man. A couple call to action items for the June Squad. All right, now here's so, the thing, uh, guys. This is, this is what we need you to do. Pay attention. Let us tell you where you can be so we can all hang out. That's absolutely. kind of the best part. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. So... Uh, our, our good friends at Vieira Comics are going to be celebrating their one-year anniversary on Saturday, September 3rd, starting at 11 a.m. Bring money. Bring money. Uh, this, the celebration is going to include a cosplay contest, which starts at 2 p.m. It's going to have raffles. It's going to have sales on merchandise. There's going to be tons of sales. I've actually been talking to Peter about it, and they're pretty much almost everything's going to be on sale. Outstanding. We're going to have special guest star Erica Cosplay. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Who's the, she going to be playing? She is going to be cosplaying as the Marvel heroine Gwenpool. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, and there's going to be a tons more superheroes because we're going to have the cosplay contest. Yeah, we're going to have an actual cosplay contest, um, and I believe uh, grand prize is a good amount of money towards uh, the comic book store. Really? So, yeah. Oh, okay. Fantastic. So, I don't know the actual you, number. You but heard it here well. first. All right. So where's it located at? Uh, so uh, yeah, if you're in the Central Florida area, or hell, if you're not, if you happen to be in Bulgaria, hop an international. Come on flight, over. Get over here. Come up, just hop, skip, and a jump across the pond. And uh, come to 7640 North Wickham Road, Suite 108, and that is Vieira Comics. And that's in Melbourne. In Melbourne. If, you're, right. if you're a little too late for that, so if you, if, right. you, if you can't make it here by September... You know what we can do? We, we'll, we're going to hook you up. We're going to go... You can go to the Melbourne Toy and Comic Con, man. This is exciting. This, this is, is going to be October 2nd from 10 to 5... At the Melbourne Auditorium. This thing is going to be pretty big. We're going to have... It's going to... Chuck full of guest stars. I am excited. Let me... Can I... Can I... Let me give you the address and I'll tell you who's going to be... All right. All right. All right. So it's located at 625 Hibiscus uh, Boulevard in Melbourne again. Um, You want to hear these special guests? Yeah, yeah. Lay them on me. This is awesome. All right. So Chad Thomas is going to be there. Chad Thomas does the artwork. We interviewed him. Yes, we, we did. interviewed him. He's he does the artwork for uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures with IDW. Yes. He's done work on Mega Man. Yes. Real real nice guy. Really really nice guy. Um, Jim Fern's going to be there. Awesome. Uh, Marvel alum. Yes. Mar- Marvel alum. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Robert Guillory. Yeah. I don't know. You may not be familiar with him, but actually, I've been uh, looking more at some of it. Oh, no, no, he's no. working on Chew. Yes, that Chew. was the thing. We were talking about that. Yeah. I actually have taken a look through it. It's actually beautiful. Uh, the voice, we've got a voice actor. You know how I feel about voice actors. Oh, man. Yeah, this guy. George Lowe. Now, the thing is, is maybe not a lot of you know who Mr. Lowe is, but I'll tell you who he is. He is Space Ghost. Coast to coast. That's right. Oh, man. We are having the space ghost, George Lowe, at the uh, Melbourne Toy and Comic Con. And the best part is, is we'll, act, we'll probably be there for that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah we're we're going to be... So please, come down, say, say come hi say to hi. us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, it depends on how things go and whatever, but you're going to see us involved. We are going to be there. I might have a baby strapped on me, you know, on my person Badass. somewhere. You know, absolutely. Um, you, you, we've already nixed the idea of renaming the show Two and a Half Nerds, right? Yeah, no. Uh, all right, okay. Well, I can just keep it in my mind. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we've got some exciting things coming up, guys. Um, hey, listen, we want to hear from you. Take part in the conversation. Email us at justusnerdspc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Like us on YouTube. Like us on SoundCloud. And now you can like us on Instagram. 
Um, unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this episode of Just Us Nerds, but join us here next Monday and every Monday for our ongoing discussion of comics, movies, and all things in between. And if you are listening to this broadcast, President Snow, remember to send lots of suntan lotion, because if we burn, you burn with us. Bye-bye. Take care.